0: Hello, this is Aidan Taco-Jones, and you are listening to Sitting Under a Tree for uh, Tuesday, the 30th of April, 2019. That's today. It's the afternoon. That's maybe why I sound more chipper than normal. I Just for a second then, I thought, like, I know, I'll start it, like, louder. But I'm, I just, it's the afternoon, man. I've had, like, a day. I've had a day today. Lovely. Went with a mate. We climbed up uh, the Thousand Steps out near Ferntree Gully in the in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne. Um, it's evidently, I don't really do any research into it, but it's like this track that's supposed to replicate a section of the Kokoda track, which, if you don't know your Australian military history, was an area in, I'm going to guess, Papua New Guinea, where we fought in the Second World War against the Japanese. And uh, I guess this Thousand Steps bit is like there's all sections along it with little plaques to commemorate parts of the battle, that really didn't mean anything to me, except for one bit where, the, where it was like they were stuck on this this section trying to fight the Japanese for like a week. And I was like, I wonder how much. It said there were like a 100 of them fighting like 500 Japanese, or maybe it was 6,000. I can't remember the fucking numbers at all, but uh, it's pretty crazy to think. Imagine just being there sitting on a hill in the jungle for a week, and you're probably sitting in legit the same spot where how would they get supplies to them fuck war is fucking crazy man like are you just literally sitting at the foot of a tree for a week sometimes just like pointing your gun up and shooting into the forest or like and then sometimes they throw shit down and it blows up and people die and you're still sitting in this tree. Like, in my mind the fighting isn't even real like you, you, you like no one is looking at each other. So in my mind, you're just sitting under a tree for a week, just like this podcast. Maybe one of those guys was doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine now if there were like if there were wars now. He says, knowing full well that there are several horrific wars raging around the world at this very moment. But I mean, like. No, war's different. I wonder if there's people... I wonder if there are soldiers in wartime right now doing podcasts while they're at war. Do you know what I mean? I wonder if that shit's allowed... It's probably illegal to do that if you're a soldier in a war. But maybe some of them are, like, releasing it on the dark web with their voices changed and shit. If that doesn't exist, why doesn't it exist? There's enough white men in their (laughs) mid-20s fighting fighting in wars, for there to surely have been a podcast of, like, life during a war at some point, I'm gonna Google, I'm gonna Google war podcasts, uh, next to, fuck, I'm so excited to read these lyrics later, war podcast, there's, like, podcasts about everything, I bet there's, uh, oh, it's all just fucking history bullshit, god damn it, warriors in their own work, I'm gonna look that up later, I'm military history, but what kind of fucking nerd is a military history buff, that's what, I don't like, the whole, like, all these plaques explaining what the battles were, and they were like, they went here, and then there were this many guys, and this many guys, and it's like, I guess if I had a little bit more context of, you know, like, if I'd known a little bit about the battle going into it, then those plaques would have meant something, but I don't, it's also kind of crazy to think, like, I wonder what the, I'm not going to look that up, but like the figures, right? Like that's such a huge moment in Australian history. Everyone knows about the Kokoda Trail and one of the plaques was like there were 6,000 Japanese troops. And even compared to Australia's population, 6,000 people is not a lot. Like it's kind of crazy to think that there were not millions, not even hundreds of thousands, but just like thousands of dudes from Australia out there defending what at the time, I guess like 15 million people or something. And these are like pivotal battles, you know. I don't know. War's fucking weird, man. Don't don't do it. If you're thinking about declaring war on someone this week, I'm gonna go ahead and say, just don't do it, man. Let this podcast be an inspiration. let this podcast and me specifically be a voice of peace in a war torn world full of hate. <laughs> someone Someone, uh, (laughs) someone told me the other day that if they had to describe my podcast, it would be (laughs) me getting angry at stuff, (laughs) which I didn't think that's what it was. To be honest, I thought my podcast was me telling stories from the week that I've had. I thought it was like me... You know, regaling the masses with, uh, with, with like, av- adventures from my life. I didn't realise that it was just, I pick something every week to get mad at. But apparently, that's how it's coming off. <laughs> I think that's pretty funny. I don't know, man. It's just going to be whatever it's going to be, you know? Oh, that is a good tea. Oh, perfect temperature. I went to the dentist yesterday. Fuck me, man. I spent yesterday... I I bloody treated myself, didn't I, $618 at Ligon Street Medical, which is a cheap dentist, I got three fillings, I still need to get four more, I was was like, (laughs) not quite haggling, but like haggling over teeth with the dentist, she went in and she just, you know, they get that fucking metal shit and they just scrape it on the top of your tooth and they're like, K2, K4, K3, intrusion, like all the words that they use, and um she just fucking went in there and just started listing off numbers she was like occ- occlu- occlusal, a in- occlusal oh. the word occlusal i think was the word and i was just like oh she keeps saying that word <laughs> i wish she would stop saying that word cuz each time she says it it's costing me like 200 bucks <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know the costs involved at the time, but like, I guess that's like the kind of, um, fucking decay that some of my teeth had. And, uh, yeah, three on the top and I want to say four on the bottom. It might've even been five or six on the bottom, but, uh, there are 150 bucks each to get those fillings. So I got three fillings plus the checkup was, uh, yeah, it was 600, almost 620 bucks and, uh, when she said, like, oh, you've got all these fillings that you need to do, and I was just like, I can't afford to do all of them, she goes, well, you should get some now, and I can do the worst, I was like, all right, if you can do the worst ones now, let me get two now, and she was like, all right, um, yeah, cool, we can do these worst two, and then she was like, but you should get the other ones done, because they will spread, and it's, you know, if, 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 because I told her I'd gone to the dentist a year ago in the UK, but I didn't have any work done because I didn't have the money. And she was like, Yeah, well, look, it's spreading kind of fast, I think. And if you wait, these other ones, especially on the top. And I was like, How many have I got on the top? She goes, Three. And I'm like, oh, yeah, give me three. Like it was slices of pizza. <laughs> I reckon I can fit three in to the budget. And uh, yeah, she did the three fillings. Put those fucking needles in my gums. Oh, I hate that. Oh, even talking about that now, I can feel it. Oh. And she did the clean, and it feels good, man. It feels good. You know that clean shit that they do, where they spray water on your teeth and they just fucking—it's like a gurney for your mouth. When I used to be a, uh, when I used to be like a cleaner for my mates' cleaning company, every now and then we would do mo- like um, like the clean before someone moves out of their house that they're renting, and they want to get their bond back. And, uh, we would always take the gurney, which is like, I guess, I don't know if that's a word that people know, like a high pressure water spray thing. And that was the most fun part. Cause you just get, they've cleared everything out, all of their, like, you know, their belongings. And I'm just in the bathroom, this like tiled bathroom with a high pressure hose, just fucking spraying shit. Oh, so much fun. And you can see all the grime like clear away. Yeah. All about that. So that lady, the the dentist, was just doing that to my teeth. Just like, getting all that fucking food out of there, man. I was spitting up blood afterwards. I was spitting up blood when I brushed my teeth. And I was like, good. I should be spitting up blood. Blood means clean. That's, what I, that's my, I've always thought that. If you're bleeding, it means you're clean. Um... Yeah, the dentist was, I was... Thank fuck I had the money. That's why I went, man. I've been meaning to go to the dentist since like June last year. I went in the UK. I might have talked about this when I went last year, but I went and the lady was so lovely at the front desk and then I went into the actual fucking... in the chair. And uh, I wonder why they sell those chairs. Is that the same... I wonder if it's like the same company that makes massage chairs, you know, with the hole, the face hole in the front. I wonder if there's like Dave... Dave's specialist chairs, you know, where like dentists go, masseuses go, chiropractors, those ones with those pads that go the dunk. Um, who else has like a special chair? Fat nerds, yes. Maybe they just get them at Office Works. Maybe Office Works has like a dental chairs section that I've just never fucked with. <laughs> Fat nerds. Oh, you are silly. <laughs> it's- And it's like a shelf. (laughs) They put it on the highest shelf so the fat nerds have to climb the stairs. You want your chair fatty? (laughs) I'm sorry if any fat people listen to this podcast, but... Hey, at least you know you're fat, all right? There's fat people. Uh, if <laughs> and There's not, but if my listener base was big enough, there would be fat people out there laughing at these jokes, going, ah, those stupid fat people literally sitting in one of those chairs. <laughs> right now, I wonder if there's someone so fat that they just bought a dentist chair because the ones from Officeworks don't carry their almighty girth. Yeah, it was pretty comfortable is what I'm trying to say. I commented on it when I laid down in the chair. I was like, it's actually quite nice. Thank you for allowing me this moment of peace. And then she started drilling into my fucking face. <sighs> um, yeah, when I went to the thing in the UK, the 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 doctor was just like, oh, we can do you... It's 70 pounds for this checkup, or 250 is a clean, or if you want us to make... Like, if we look in and you need a root canal, which you might, it's 520 pounds. And I was like, I, I just... <laughs> I just like thank you very much, and uh, it was like when uh, it's like when you go into a clothing store and you like the things don't have tags on them, and you're like, oh, how much are these pants? And the lady's like, three hundred dollars. And you're like, have a great day. (laughs) That's what I was like. I was just like, thank you very much, British dentist, and just walked out onto the street (laughs) until I was like fifty meters away and just started laughing. I was like, <laughs> I guess I can't afford to have teeth. I guess that is something that it's, yeah, people who went to university and finished their degrees, that's who gets to have teeth. They're not for me, you know? Who who was I to be so arrogant as to think that I could fucking have teeth into my 30s? Uh, it was very expensive is what I'm trying to say. And I still got like fucking four fillings that I, I guess I'll get when I get back from Edinburgh. Ugh. what a nightmare, it did feel good to spend money on something, you know, to spend money on something that's, like, something that a responsible person would spend money on, for the future, right, it was, like, saving money, I wonder if anyone's ever done that, just hit, just buy some gold, hide it in your teeth, (laughs) that's what a crazy person, would. that's, like, the ultimate doomsday prepper shit, is, like, fuck a bunker, nah, man, they can get in bunkers, they've got, like, They've got, like, drones the size of germs that go into your bunker and scan the place, and then fucking the army comes in and kicks the door down. Nah, dude, you want to hide your gold (laughs) in your teeth. (laughs) So when the bombs finally drop, get the pliers, mate. We're taking out my molars and selling them for food. Is that a thing that people do? Why do people get gold fillings? That's just a show of ostentatious wealth, isn't it? That's not a legit, like, um oh, I'm going to keep my gold here. Surely not. Fuck, that would be great if it was. People have gold fillings and, like, gold teeth and stuff. Also, apparently, my filling that I got in the UK a few years ago is silver. And uh, the lady was like, no, we don't do silver fillings anymore. But I got a, I got a bit of silver in my head. It's kind of cool. Um, But yeah, so, fuck, man. It was just nice doing the dentist thing because I just got my money from, uh, from the comedy fest. I'm, like, splashing out. It's funny when as soon as you have money, there's so many more things that are available for money to be spent on, you know, like, I I was getting by just fine, with no money in my bank account, and then as soon as I got five grand from the comedy festival, suddenly it's like, I'm gonna get some new clothes, shoes, a bag, watches, <laughs> my watches still haven't come yet, by the way, oh my god, I'm waiting on those watches, I checked the, I checked the Rocco watches, I haven't fucking forgotten, man, those cunts are giving me my watches. <laughs> I checked. I checked the. Um, maybe I should get wine as well, maybe. <laughs> I've still got from like a month ago. I've got that wine voucher under my bed. Now I'm like, maybe I'm gonna spend a thousand dollars on wine. <laughs> Not a 1, thousand, a hundred, whatever. Anyway, I checked on the on the uh, Rocco Watches site yesterday. <laughs> I um, I checked and it said my watches had just arrived in the country on Monday, like yesterday. So, uh, they'll be here soon. But I'm leaving to fucking... I'm leaving to Perth tomorrow night. So, if they don't come tomorrow, then it's going to be like another two weeks before I see my fucking watches. I bet they will have broken by that point. I bet... (laughs) They'll all be stopped at three different points, which is the three different times where three different customs officers dropped them on their journey around the fucking equator to make it into this country. God, that'd be so funny if none of them work. And then I get this, like, huge I would love that. Oh, my God, a saga? You guys know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know I love a saga, you guys and no saga is more enticing to me than the potential saga of ordering 3 watches for free from a company on Instagram and then having them turn up and not work and having to pay money to get them sent back to the company i wonder what their returns policy would be cuz i paid for shipping that's it i didn't pay for the watches surely i would just get some new watches and they would have to pay for shipping or i would get to like write a bad review i got these watches for free and they didn't work <laughs> Fuck, I hope they don't work, man. If I, if my watch doesn't work, I'm going to buy a gold chain and, <laughs> and tie the watch to it and wear it like a pendant. Why am I in such a good mood? I uh, Maybe it's the Kokoda Trail Walk. Fuck, getting in the sun, doing a nice walk, wearing some new shoes. I bought these new Adidas shoes, man. The, um... The sole is made from, like, I, I guess they call it boost. Like, fucking hyper boost. Some sort of boost. And um, that's, like, the midsole. But then the actual bottom that touches the ground is uh, made from continental tires. Big shout-outs to them. that's uh, like, the tire rubber. I went to the shoe store, and the guy was, for, like, honest with me, which was really nice. Um, he also got excited. I can't remember why. I was showing him the pictures I got from... Uh, Uh, I got my picture from the fucking Micah photo portrait studio thing. And there was one of me throwing all the cards from the show in the air. And I was like, oh, I'm not a fucking magician. People keep asking if I am. And he was like, bro, I'm a magician. (laughs) He got all excited. I was like, Ah, nah, magic's cool. Nah, it is. I like it. (laughs) Um... But, uh, now the guy was really cool with me, man. Like, I wanted the fly knit ones. I didn't get fly knits. I was in the Adidas store on Burke Street, and I didn't get the fly knit ones. They looked way better, but he said the sole would, like, degrade really quickly because it didn't have this hard rubber, which is the one that I got that's, like, tire rubber. It's just, like, regular rubber. So if I'm walking on cobblestones and over rocks and shit, those shoes are just gonna get fucked. So I got, uh, I got these ones with the tire rubber. So hopefully they last long. I just. I think I imagine that shoes and clothes last a lot longer than they actually do. Like, in my mind, I buy something, and a year later, and it's broken, and I'm like, what the fuck? I bought this. <laughs> like, like in my mind, I'm just ticking things off the list of things I never need to buy again. Like, I don't actually expect stuff to degrade. I'm just like, this was supposed to be my fucking shoes, man. Why are they broken? I bought these for money, and now they're broken? This would never have happened in the 1800s. I think that's what I think. I just... But what did happen then? People weren't buying shoes every month or every 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 year in the 1800s. People had shoes for like 10 years. Why don't my shoes last for 10 years? I need to get some R.M. Williams boots is what I need. Oh, shit. I need to get some R.M. Williams boots. That's what I need to do. They cost like 500 bucks. I think I'm going to get them after Edinburgh. That's what I'll do. Do I want to do that? I need a pair of shoes that I can run with and then I need a pair of shoes that are like just like that I can wear with like a suit. Do you reckon I can wear Iron Williams boots with a suit? Give me a message if you reckon you got an alternative to that. Maybe just some ta- maybe just some really nice dress shoes. Maybe that's what I want, like Italian leather. Italian leather. Who the fuck am I? <laughs> <laughs> to deserve <laughs> I want I want a cow from Florence to be made into my shoes <laughs> I want a cow that was born in the Sistine Chapel and uh and met the pope and then I want it to be turned into my shoes just like they were in the 1800s when everything made sense <sighs> What song am I going to talk about? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, let's do a song. I feel like that moment happens every week in the podcast. We get to like 20 minutes and I'm just like, Sigh. let's do a song. huh?" The song this week. Oh, great. Sixpence None the Richer, uh, Kiss Me. Do you guys remember that song? The uh, I just looked them up a little bit. They were a Texas band. They released two albums, as the page said, "Too little acclaim, which basically means they were shit. They released two songs that sucked dick. And then uh, they released their third album. And it had this song, Kiss Me, on it. Kiss me beneath the bearded body. It's a beautiful song. And uh, I guess it was on Dawson's Creek and a few other fucking stupid shows. And so people just were like, oh my god, I love this song. And you know what? I agree with them. Even though their voices are weird, I absolutely agree with them. It's a beautiful song, and it will last forever. Um, it's uh, yeah, their third album sold like a few things, and then it was on a few shows, and then it just blew up. And then I was reading some interview with them before, and they were like, "Yeah, I guess we weren't re- like in this day and age." This is so, such a great rationalization for <laughs> for their career. They're like in this day and age. You know, with the internet and everything, Um, a one-hit wonder can kind of spell the end of your career, because uh, they didn't even know, oh, oh, let me pull up that, I've just realised I don't even understand what they were saying, where is it, oh, I know, I just looked up fucking war podcast, didn't I, Sixpence None the Richer, what did I just, I just searched Kiss Me, they were basically going like, oh, here it is, fuck, this is great. Texas Monthly, a gospel according to sixpence, none the richer. They go, uh, buh, 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 buh. oh, brutal. Sold 38,000 copies in the first four months, in the next four months, blah, blah. Of course, topping the singles charts is a grand accomplishment, but in today's youth driven, attention deficit disordered market, they let allowed to say that. This market's autistic. <laughs> <laughs> it can sometimes be your swan song. Quote, the music business has changed so much. End quote. Acknowledges Matt Slocum, Sixpence's 26-year-old guitarist and songwriter. Quote, everything's based on just one song. Being a one-hit wonder is a pitfall that we weren't prepared for. Which is, but ba- that's basically a great, that's a great ras- rationalization for like, yeah, we wrote one really good song and the rest of the songs that we wrote weren't as good. And so when everyone started paying attention to us, they realize that, and now they just like the one song. It's like, you say that. You're allowed to just have written one song that was better than all your other songs, but they're trying to be like, you know, just in today's climate, like, uh, you know, people like the internet is like so fast and it's like so many electrons going everywhere that if you write one song, then people don't like you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really understand what they're driving at. I guess what they're driving at is that if you write one really good song, people just want to listen to that song and they don't want to listen to the rest of your stuff. But if they are No, they would have listened to one. Man, fuck off. I fucking... I actually didn't... I've been listening to another song this week, which was a um, uh, love song. It's more of an Australian song, so if you're not from Australia, you won't know it. But it's like, Thanks, you've been few for thought. Now I'm more lonely than before. Yeah, you know, whatever. Um, oh, I hated that I had to sing then. If you liked that, I hated that. Fucking, you're gonna love the end of this podcast this week (laughs) because I'm singing. (laughs) No, imagine I just I'm like I've prepared a song for you guys this week. (laughs) Um, that song I've been and I've I've been fucking listening to that this week because I was like, what other one hit wonders are out there? And I listened to the rest of that fucking album by whatever that band's called. Who cares? And it sucks. If you got a one hit wonder song and none of your other songs are up to scratch, guess what? Fucking your shit. Your band's shit. No one cares. <laughs> People don't go. Oh, it's attention deficit disorder society. No! You fucking wrote one good song. Take the money, loser. You're 26. Fuck. When was that? Fu- I wonder what that cunt's doing now. When was that? 1999. First of November. Okay, what's the dude called? I want to look this, Matt Slocum, what the fuck have you done with your millions, you stupid cunt, oh <laughs> god, cellist, pianist, composer, known for his work as the principal songwriter of Sixpence, none the rich, <laughs> suck shit, <laughs> you're famous for one thing, loser, god, I'm having a great time, um, what's he done, keyboardist, yep, yeah. He's worked with Susan Tedeschi, Jimmy Herring, the Allman Brothers, bassist Oteil Burbridge, and Railroad Earth, among many others. So sweet, fuck all, basically. <laughs> <laughs> How fun to shit on someone who's probably still a millionaire? Or oh, wait, what's the per- that's the best tab in Wikipedia, isn't it? The personal life tab. Nah, there's not even any personal life. He's just a fucking Mildly successful musician, probably owns a house and has a good financial advisor. Good for him. Good for you, Matt Slocum, if you're listening, which you probably are, because what else are you fucking doing (laughs) here? You fucking loser. Someone send this podcast to Matt Slocum. Oh, more laughing this week than most weeks. Um, I feel like my room is extra echoey this week. I'm pointed towards the back wall, which is brick, um, rather than the other wall, which is styrofoam or what? Not styrofoam. We <laughs> have the other wall, which is paper. <laughs> I'm just living in a paper house, ripping on some guy who made a million dollars 20 years ago. That fucking lo- Oh shit! It's raining. <laughs> um. Anyway, the reason I bring that song up is because, because uh, on Friday night, did a bit of uh, stand-up comedy at Voltaire in North Melbourne and then came home. And I, I mean, I hadn't had a night off comedy since the festival and since way before the festival, just like you know, a month and a half probably. And uh, had a curry at my fucking favourite place in Flemington on Flemington Road there, uh, called, I can't remember, Um, and then came home, fucking got some Epsom salts from, oh, I came home and I was like, I'm gonna have a bath, right, and uh, I get to start running the bath, I like clean the bathtub out, because it's a bit dusty, and I get get to like run the bath, and there's no Epsom salts, they've been used up, so I go down to Coles, I buy some Epsom salts, I also buy some chocolate drumsticks, and two chocolate eclairs, Because I'm a fucking duke. And uh, come back, run my bath. I'm watching a documentary about uh, Budget Airlines on YouTube. I'm in the bath. I've got some fucking eucalyptus oil in the bath. I I eat my two drums, two of the drumsticks out of the four I got before. And then I get in the bath and I'm listening to this acoustic playlist. And a cover of Kiss Me comes on. Some acoustic band has done a cover of it. What are they called? They're called... The Macarons Project, so, you know, some band, and I was like, oh, I remember that song, and I've been in the bar for like half an hour at that point, so I get out, it's like midnight, jump on my piano, because I've got my piano now, and it fucking it works, and I figure the song out on piano, and I just was there until like 1am, just playing it, I transposed it into a key that I can sing, it's a very easy song to play, and uh, and I just sang it. And after a while it, that I was confident that I could sing it all the way through, I started recording myself. And this week, what I'm going to do to end the pod, and I, I'm doing this against my better judgment, I want to put a recording of me singing Kiss Me, my cover of Kiss Me by Sixpence None the Richer. And I say my cover, I just mean I'm playing the chords on piano and singing. And I, I've boy, am I a bad singer it's taken me a long time in my life to really just admit that, you know, this is why I put it at the end, if you don't want to listen to it, you don't have to, but it, it's, I put it on there, here's why I'm putting it on there, it's not because I think it's good music, it's not, it's a good song, and I've done my best to, to butcher it, I'm, oh, what's the guy's name again, uh, fucking, Matt, I'm sorry, Matt Slocum, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for butchering your song, And I'm sorry that you have more money than me. I apologize because it's not good music. But the reason I'm putting it on there is because I really had fun. God, I sound like a little bitch now. I really had fun doing it. And uh, I started laughing at one bit because if you've never listened to the lyrics for that song, Kiss Me, which I hadn't, uh, the first verse, right, is um, and this is where we come back around and hate Matt Slocum again. I can't believe he wrote these lyrics kiss me out of the bearded barley nightly beside the green green grass swing 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 that spinning swing the spinning step you'll wear those shoes and I will wear that dress right so not only has Matt Slocum made a lot of money off a one-hit wonder song but he also likes wearing fucking dresses no it's a woman singing Um, and then oh kiss me beneath the milky twilight lead me out on the moonlit floor lift your open hands. strike up the band and make the fireflies dance silver moon sparkling Dun-dun-dun, so kiss me. This second verse, though. Kiss me down by the broken treehouse. Swing me upon its hanging tire. Bring, bring, bring your flowered hat. We'll take the trail marked on your father's map. <laughs> oh, my God. What fucking... First of all, that's, that's like... Um, I mean the level of bourgeois privilege that you need to have to. Oh, daddy's old map. We'll go and find his treasure. What fucking map does your dad have on some parchment scroll? And then, like, oh, there's so much about that not to like, right? That's rich people. I'm not going crazy there. Yeah, that's that's like rich people on someone's private island. That's like the family from the wedding crashes when they go across to like their fucking private house across the water and stay there for whatever. That's what that reminded me of. That reminded that song should be in the wedding crashes, but they would have done it well and they would have put irony to it. It's like your dad has a map in the fucking desk in his drawing room and it's all parchment and they take it out and we're like, let's walk down the trail, Bartholomew. Octavius, his name's absolutely Octavius. Ugh really horrific lyrics and uh anyway when i'm singing that song friday night i played it on piano and i uh i was really enjoying singing that line because it's so fucking lame (laughs) um so that's why i'm putting it on there and i do you know what i reckon i'm gonna finish the podcast there normally i would tell another story but i can't be fucked man i think that's a great end to the podcast i think it's been real fun thank you guys so much for listening um up next you're gonna hear a recording of me Very happy at midnight on Friday night singing Kiss Me by Sixpence None the Richer. Credits. (sighs) Credits to Matt Slocum. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, This has been Aiden Taco-Jones sitting under a tree. Peace. Oh, wait. No. Wait. If you're in... (laughs) Whoops. If you're in Perth I'm doing my fucking show on for I'll do that next week wait will I do it next yeah I'll do it next week who cares fuck off
1: Swing that spinning step. You wear those shoes and I will when I dress. Oh, Kiss me out on the milky twilight. <laughs> Lead me out on the moonlit floor. Lift your open hand. Hank up the band and make the fireflies dance. Silver moon sparkling. Kiss me <laughs> I'll try again, I'll do another verse <laughs> Kiss me Down by the broken tree house swing me Upon its hanging tie Bring, bring I'll bring your flowered hat We'll take the trail marked on your father's map. <laughs> Kiss me beneath the milky twilight Lead me out on the moonlit floor Lift your open hand, strike up the band And make the fireflies dance, silver moon spark Let mm-hmm. me